Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get ready, because on Thursday, December 3rd, the Long Winter Arts Festival in Toronto performs its annual takeover of the Art Gallery of Ontario. This year, Long Winter will transform the gallery into a broadcasting centre under the banner Long Winter TV. Headlining the event will be Toronto trash punk band VCR in their first ever museum performance. Additional music will be provided by DJ Moshe of Absolutely Free and Fly Lady Die of Hata. Featuring installations by Hoel Walinga, Amy Wong, transmedia storytelling artist Henri Fabergé, Maggie McDonald, videotape artist Chris Boney, the Heretical Objects Collective, Maria Bui, Natalie Boosted, and Daniel Rothstein, myself, and more. There's drinks, there's food, and much, much more. There's tickets available now. You can get more information about it at ago.net and torontolongwinter.com. Again, Long Winter takes over the AGO located at 317 Dundas Street West in Toronto on Thursday, December 3rd, starting at 7 p.m. Don't miss it! This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening Freeheld, Blue Velvet, Mavis... Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Victoria, The Intern, and more. On Wednesday, November 25th at 8 p.m., The Bookshelf presents an appearance by esteemed author Margaret Atwood at War Memorial Hall on the University of Guelph campus. And on Friday, November 27th at 8.30 p.m., The Royal City Review, Volume 1, featuring Soul Phonic, play The E-Bar. The Bookshelf has an independently owned cultural hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph, Ontario, which is a lovely city located an hour west of Toronto, right off of Highway 401. So if you're on the road, consider stopping by the beautiful town of Guelph. More information about the Bookshelf's hours, listings, blogs, directions, and accessibility, please visit bookshelf.ca.
Creative Control with Vish Khanna. FMU, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Hey. Pudge from New... What? What is this? It's Pudge. Hey, Pudge. How's it going? What? How's it going? How's it... This is exactly what I didn't want. Why? What do you want to call? What did you want to call about, Pudge? I don't know. What? I don't know. You don't know. What do you want to talk about? What do I want to... You called me! Uh, I don't know. You don't know whether you called me? I don't know. I mean, what? what? This is exactly the kind of caller I can't stand. What? Why? Because you, you're calling me. Uh-huh. You're taking airtime. Uh-huh. You have no agenda. Well, I don't know. I mean, what should my agenda be? I don't know. I guess maybe I, you might drum up a, a topic that what? you wanted to talk about. All right. Um. I don't know. Well, I mean, like, oh. what do you like? What should the topic be? What should the topic be? Uh-huh. Well, here I'll ask you a question. What? uh... Do you like movies? Like what movies? What movies? I saw, um... Yeah, what movies have you seen? I saw Talladega Nights. Did you like it? Oh, I hate you. How old are you, Pudge? Kind of funny. How old are you, Pudge? Seventeen. Seventeen? Yeah. And you don't even... You call up with no topic in mind. You're in school? How's Hi. school? What? I don't know. I got a new uh, Upper West Bridge. How come you say... How come people say they don't know and then they give an answer that shows that they do know? I don't know. I mean, what... What do you mean, like, to, to know? I mean, what... Like, what do you <sighs> mean? You are infuriating. Why? Pudge, <laughs> Pudge, I gotta say, have you ever heard Spike call the show? I don't know. You don't... Oh. You don't know whether you've heard Spike. I don't know. I mean, can, can you play a record for me? What record? I don't know. Oh, you What? You don't know what record, but you want me to play a record for you. I don't know. I mean, what do you think I should ask for? I don't, I don't know. Hey, um, so this, 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 these guys are coming to the studio? What? Yeah, these guys are coming to the studio. Like, what's that? Well, why don't you listen and find out? Uh-huh. Oh, ah! Get off my phone! Uh-huh. 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 Sharpling and Worcester is a beloved and very funny comedy duo consisting of Tom Sharpling and John Worcester. While they mainly work together on the best show radio program and podcast, which airs every Tuesday from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time at thebestshow.net, they've been making rare live appearances around North America since the Numero Group released the Best of the Best Show 16 CD box set this past spring. They're closing out 2015 with three final shows this year uh, in Toronto on November 28th, Cambridge, Massachusetts on November 29th, and Philadelphia on December 13th. Here now for a chat about some of these things are Tom Sharpling and John Worcester. Hi, Tom. How are you? Good. How are you? Very well, very well. And John, how are you? Very good. Thank you. Now, Tom, where are you right now? 
I'm at an office that I work at uh, in Brooklyn. Nice. And John, where where are you right now? I'm in my house in Chapel Hill watching the leaves fall <laughs> to the ground. That sounds that sounds pleasant. That sounds great. Now, from my perspective, this has really been a breakthrough year for you guys. Uh, John, how would you characterize the last few months for uh, this uh, duo? We've been doing a lot of work. Um, we put out the, the aforementioned box set uh, in March, and we've been playing shows. We played um, some shows in Brooklyn and Chicago and Nashville and on the West Coast. And, uh, yeah, so it's a whole new... Uh, whole new ball game for us this year in terms of the live shows you know we've never really done anything like that and it's been going great so far uh, tom what about you how, how are you enjoying this uh this new experience um i like doing the live shows a lot it's fun to just to for john and i have to have been doing something for for as long as we have and then to find a new kind of avenue to do it i think is really uh exciting and uh yeah, it's 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 nice to have that happen uh, when it's happening, and it's just been fun to do the things in front of people. So it's a whole other world. Yeah, and have there been, for you, Tom, have there been any particular highlights or odd, strange moments since you began touring? Does anything come to mind? Just the just the way that it, it just, it, it starts in front of people. I'm, I'm used to the show being so, so solitary and starting with its slow, quiet, ramp up and then to have this thing where people are are cheering within the first second is is the exact opposite of how every version of whatever john and i have done together has been so that the energy is totally different john you're used to being in front of people and and receiving that energy what's the difference for you between playing music i suppose like you know the the visceral reaction to playing music to to doing comedy. Well, just in terms of of the logistics of doing it, it's it's a lot more fun because there's no gear involved. I'm not lugging anything around, which is really nice. Um, but um, it's it's different being being out there on the front line. You know, I've, I'm I'm a drummer, so I play a, a supporting role, and I'm in the back there playing drums. So it's really odd to be out front and and to be in co command of of a show with with Tom, um, it, it's great though. I love I love doing it, and it's it's. Uh, I'm kind of surprised how much I like doing it because my my personality is not really really geared to being out front. But it's it's been great. I, I I do love it, you know. And that has to do with having such a a great partner. And I'm not just saying that because he's on the phone too. <laughs> <laughs> and and you did have the. I suppose it must have been an interesting experience to do a, a talk show. You did at least one talk show late night with Seth Meyers. What was that like? That was super strange. That was because it's it's if if this live show we're doing is the radio show condensed to us to a shorter where we're fitting a lot more in in a, in a shorter amount of time. A, a talk show is like the ultimate version of that, where you're just kind of squeezing every every kind. You're trying to represent yourself in only a few minutes. It's really strange. But I I had a great time doing it. I'm glad I did it. You know, I, I thought we were we we acquitted ourselves. I guess <laughs> is that what you say? But um, yeah, I I I had fun doing it. But it was uh, definitely something that I am not used to. And John, what about you? Like Tom said, it it was 
it was such an odd thing because we, you know, what we do and what we've been doing for the past 13, 14 years, um, it's, it's, it's evolved in such a way that it, it's near impossible to explain it to, to people who, who have no idea who we are in literally like three minutes. It was, it, it was, I think that was the big hurdle. How do we, how do we get across what it is and still be entertaining and have it be, have it be informative? And, uh, I think it worked and, and Seth was great and his, his staff were, were already fans of what we did. And so they, they filled him in on whatever he didn't know about it. And it was, it was great. He, he was great and everyone was awesome there. And it, it was, uh, but like Tom said, it was just crazy to, to be there. I remember as we were about to walk out, I've been on that show before as a musician. So it was odd to, to walk out in a different direction than <laughs> the one you normally do. And I just remember turning to him and just saying, this is crazy, isn't it? And, and, uh, and we walked out and we hugged him and I don't remember anything else about it really. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tom, as you mentioned, you're used to doing these, these phone calls where you two aren't even in the same room together while you're performing them. And and you're not used to getting that instant reaction. I'm I'm just curious how the live show actually works. Uh, John, can you talk a little bit to describe the show for people who haven't seen it yet? Well, I don't want to give too much away, but but we um you'll see some characters that you have heard on the show in in the flesh, and uh there will be guests, there will be uh, musical numbers tailored to the the city that we're in. We like to make it as as uh, as what's the word I'm looking for city centric to where we are. You know, we like to, to do some research on the city that we're going to be in and, and, and include little factoids and little, little jokes that, that, that people will hopefully get and appreciate. Okay. And, and have you already begun, Tom, have you begun researching Toronto, for example? Uh, Oh yes. (laughs) Yes. We've, we've gone deep and I think we have you guys pegged. (laughs) You're going to look, you're going to realize that's what we actually are after we hold the mirror up to you guys. No, it's, it's not, it's not any, it's not anything horrible. It's like, it's just, it's just, we try, we want each show to feel different. And, and, um, so we really just try to make things kind of play to wherever we're at. And, um, that's been a fun part of it because then it keeps us. It's like we're we're just doing a different show every time. To some degree, we're not just doing it by rote. So yeah, it, it's kind of fun that each show has been different because of that. I I, I can only presume that the shows have been based on the, the radio show that the shows have been somewhat interactive in terms of audience involvement. Uh, and it, forgive me if that's incorrect, but have you been surprised? Oh, that's incorrect. That is incorrect. Oh, the audience yeah. does not participate. No, they watch us <laughs> do the show like, like normal, like a normal thing you go see. Okay, <laughs> it's definitely a one-sided conversation going on. Um, yeah, you don't go see Bon Jovi hoping someone from the crowd's going to get up on stage. Yeah. <laughs> That's but it's, just, it's not. Yeah, I, I know there's a call like the call in part of the show and all that makes it definitely I can it definitely seem like there could be that part of it. But it really isn't. Um, it's really a pretty straight, full on show in a way. It's not it, in, in a very 
conventional sense. <laughs> I, I think I, I get what you're saying, and I know that in the past, Tom, you've expressed some, at least some apprehension about performing comedy on stage in front of an audience. Uh, I assume that control on some level is important to you, to have it be your show. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's definitely important. It's also just there's also just that point where it's like, how, how do you like making stuff best? And it's like, I, I like making stuff where on the whole, I'm not in front of people, but kind of making stuff behind the scenes. And it's if between doing the radio show and then writing and getting interested in directing and things like that. It's like all of those things have one thing in common. It's like that I'm not in, in front of the thing, right, so this, right. this this is definitely an an uh, an exception to the to the general pattern for me. Yeah, John, are you surprised in any way by by how Tom is faring? You know, having said for so long that he wasn't really interested in this aspect, are you surprised by how he's doing out there? He's doing great. I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I think. I think th- these live shows have opened up things in both of us. You know, in terms of of maybe bringing out. A, 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 a part of ourselves that we didn't really know was there in terms of being able to do that in front of people. And, and I think we're really good at it. I have to say, <laughs> um, so it's, uh, you know, it's that thing where you never know until you try it, whether you can do something or not. Can you, can you elaborate upon that? Like what is something, what is an aspect of, let's start with you, John, what's an aspect of Tom that has come out as a result of this process? It's a good question. Um, I think just having, just seeing that confidence, you know, being uh, being in front of people and being able to do what he does on the radio, but in in front of people, I th- I think that's that's really obvious to me that 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 he's great at doing it in front of actual faces too. And Tom, I mean, John is off. Do you guys script this? Like ninety percent of this is scripted. Generally, are you surprised by what John is bringing to the stage? Oh yeah, yeah. For for me, it's the same thing with the the confidence and the control. But I also am just also impressed with the like the physicality that John brings to to it, which I mean, I, I guess it makes sense because the characters are, are alive in, in front of me. But see, seeing the seeing that is always impressive to me because I'm used to it being such a such a, a verbal thing. But just seeing how the characters exist physically is is impressive to me. You mentioned that you're doing research about the cities you're traveling to. Does that imply that perhaps there are regional characters that might show up? Is there something? I'm just curious how that is informing the show. Are you writing brand new bits for each city? I guess. Uh, Go ahead, sir. Well, oh, I I was going to say there's just uh, you know there'll be references within within the framework that we've already established there's not going to be like toronto mike <laughs> you know toronto tony yeah. that sort of thing okay <laughs> and tom what is your history with toronto like i mean john i i was just uh, telling a story or something on facebook about the first time i saw super chunk in toronto in 1995 uh, so i know that and I, you know john's been to toronto a bunch of times in his various musical endeavors what is your history with toronto uh, tom I, I started going to, to Toronto when um, I was working on a TV show that was shooting in Toronto for a season, um, the show Monk. So I started going up for to watch filming, and 
and kind of parallel to that, the best show was, was going and, um, some of the first fans outside of New York, New Jersey, outside of that area, um, where people were excited about what every week of the show brought that, um, Toronto was really maybe the first city that people were, were reaching out and being enthusiastic about what the show was. Um, so I always felt that it's just like, yeah, that Toronto is the first city that kind of got on board when the show went more than local. Huh. That's interesting. I, that, that might speak to some Canadian sensibility with comedy. Maybe, I don't know, John, do you have any t- thoughts on that? I think so. I think, uh, one of the, the first things that Tom and I got into, um, comedy wise was SCTV. And, you know, which is obviously a Canadian program. But uh, I don't know. I think we have we probably have a similar aesthetic, maybe, you know, and I think maybe maybe Torontonians pick up on that. That's right. You've you've often said that uh, Newbridge is is kind of a land that could was inspired by the, the, the kind of area the 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 region that SCTV seemed to be uh, immersed in. Yeah, there's probably some similarities. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's between Newbridge and Mellonville. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, I, just to, to, for people who are unfamiliar with you, I want to get some background on where Sharpling and Worcester came from. John, do you recall when and how you first heard about Tom by reputation? I don't think I'd heard of him before I met him, honestly. I met him um, uh, at a show that Super Chunk was playing in, 19, I think it was 1992, um, in New York City. It was My Bloody Valentine, Super Chunk, and Pavement. And uh, and Tom came to the show, and Tom was actually already friendly with the band before I joined with Super Chunk. And um, he put out um, a, a fanzine called 18 Wheeler, and the first single uh, for Mac's solo project, Mac is the singer for Super Chunk, mm-hmm. called Portostatic. And um, so I met him that night at the show, and we bonded over... Uh, Chris Elliott's TV show Get a Life, and we just kind of became instant friends. And Tom, you you've heard about John via his 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 role in Super Chunk, I assume. Well, yeah, I was friends with the band, and and uh, the previous drummer had parted ways with with uh, with uh, Super Chunk, and Mac had said, um, you know, we have a new drummer, it's John, and 
I, the first chance I had to see John with the band was the show John just mentioned. So, yeah, it, I had heard about him just as that he was the new Super Chunk drummer. Right, so. right. And and John mentions you two bonded over a, a Chris Elliott comedy show. Do you recall how you began working together? We just would talk on the phone almost every day. Um Tom was in New Jersey, and when I was off tour, I, I'd be home here in Chapel Hill, and we would just talk about anything. You know, it, a, a lot of it was music based. You know, we we both grew up reading Cream magazine and Trouser Press and those sort of magazines, and uh, we just kind of always talked about music or dumb stuff that we saw on TV or movies, and it just kind of it was a it started as a friendship, and then it eventually it evolved into this radio relationship right and and tom do you recall what the first bit was that worked like the first idea that seemed to 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 click yeah i mean the first thing we did on the radio was was uh rock rock and rule and um it was kind of amazing that we it was like a hit single the first time we did it like it went really well and everything came together and it for a long time that was what people knew us for was that thing and it still is what people mention so much it's crazy that that was the first call we did yeah that is that is crazy uh, in the past you two have collaborated together on projects that have nothing to do with the best show or new bridge uh, john have you contemplated any such ideas with tom lately i think we're always hoping and planning and talking about doing doing more visual things like the um uh, the, the Adult Swim Newbridge infomercial that we did last year. It's just finding the the time to do it. But I think I think that's that's our next step. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, we got a lot of we covered a lot of ground this year doing the live shows and getting the box set out. And um, I think what, now that those things are kind of the box that's done, that's out, and people can. You know, we don't have to, we spend a year putting it together um, mm-hmm. and then I'll, you know, more time promoting it. So now that that's done, we'll do, we'll keep doing live shows and um, we'll figure out another thing that we can do that kind of expands out on some of the stuff we had, that John had just mentioned, you know, some kind of visual thing, I think. Yeah. And did the best of the best show box set feel like any kind of closure for you, Tom? No, not 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 really closure. It felt like it maybe was like the the halfway point marker, uh, something like that. Is probably closer to what it was. Um, it definitely was the end of the um, the the WFMU era, but it it really I it, there was never any point where it was the end of uh, us doing stuff like that was that was never ever a part of any any discussion ever was that we're we're wrapping things up. It always felt like we're just getting started or maybe now we're, now it feels like, well, okay, now we're into it. Now we're into the middle of it. So. And, and how, and John, how do you feel the, the new show is doing? I know it's doing very well. It seems to be resonating with people. How are you feeling about things? I feel great about it. It's, um, it feels exactly the same. It's just the, what do you want to call it? The, uh, the mode of delivery is, is different. That's the, that's the only difference I really see there um it feels exactly the same and it feels like we like we never stopped we did need that year off to 
like Tom said, to do the box set, that was a real undertaking. And we, and we would not have been able to, to do the New Bridge infomercial if we'd still been doing the, the show every week because that's such a, a work-intensive endeavor. Um, but it, it, feels, it feels the same to me. It, it feels, feels like we are still on a, on a roll. And, and Tom, uh, can you describe the feeling of doing this version of the show? Yeah, ultimately, I, I think when when the show starts on the air, it's the same. Definitely, it's it. it I, I think it's. I like it better, honestly. Um, it, there's more there's more work to do to get it on the air, but because uh, now it's kind of, um, you know, I'm on the hook for the tech part of things and the stuff, the studio end of things that that wasn't the case before. But we're, you know, we're figuring that stuff out, and I think we have we have a good rhythm going with it, and that just means that we can focus on the show, and and the show part of it, I think, is is as much fun as ever. Now you have framed these last three shows as the last three shows of the year, and 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 that's fair. Do you have plans to do more live shows in the uh, in the new year? Yeah, we have a, a few things coming up. Uh, nothing that's been announced yet, but um, yeah, there'll be some more some more shows in the in the offing. All right. That's excellent. That's excellent. I'm sure other people in Canada would uh, love to see you as well. Uh, oh, we're never coming back there. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Uh, once again, the Sharpling and Worcester Best of the Best Show 16 CD box set is available now via the Numero Group, and their final three shows of the year take place at the Mod Club in Toronto on November 28th, the Sinclair in Cambridge, Massachusetts on uh, November 29th, and Union Transfer in Philadelphia on December 13th. Are you guys particularly excited about any one of those shows? Is something, have you got something really planned that you're just like, you can't wait to unveil? I'm excited about all of them. Yeah. Those are three great cities, and they're three very different cities, and I think they're going to be fun. They're all going to be, it's going to be fun in in three different ways. (laughs) That's fair. Now, for more information and to buy tickets, people can visit sharplingandworcester.com. Uh, gentlemen, is it possible for you two to briefly debate about what piece from the box set we can play for people right now? I would like you to play the entire box set. <laughs> people have had yes. enough of a chance to to buy it. Now it's time for it to, for twenty hours of uninterrupted two person phone comedy. John, is that is that where you'd like to see this go right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. If you can, if you can free up the airwaves for twenty hours, I'd yeah. I'd, I'd love to to see uh, that. I, <laughs> he will. I don't want him. To, he's going to take us literally on this. <laughs> um, I well, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that that is that is short enough. Yeah, how, uh, how short do you need it to be? Oh, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. We can do anything you want. It's it's fine. I mean, I wasn't. I don't think twenty hours is appropriate. Um, but uh, any anything you like is fine by me. Whatever. Uh, Whatever's sticking in for you. Oh, what about someone mentioned this call the other day and said they liked it. Uh, uh, OnStar. How long is that one? Remember that one, Tom? I think that one's a lot of fun. That one I like because it's got a it's it's so it's super panicked and <laughs> yeah, I like OnStar one a lot. That's a great idea. Okay. That might be short enough. No, it's fine. Again, we can do whatever you want, but I think that's a great selection. This is OnStar. Tom and John, it uh, was a pleasure to speak with you again, and, and thank you for being on the show, and best of luck uh, going forward. We'll see you in Toronto. Thank you. We'll see you soon. FMU, you're on the air. Oh, my God. you got to help me. What's that? Is this OnStar? 
No, this is not OnStar. You gotta help me. What? My, my little boy's locked in my trunk. Your little... This is not... He, he can't get out. You gotta help me. Your kid is locked in the trunk? Yes. Where are you? I, I'm on Muffler Row in Newbridge, New Jersey. Uh, between Muffler Village and Chief Simmons Toyota. And and how did how did your son get locked in there? He can't get out. This is... Oh, my God. You, you gotta help me. He's he locked... locked in, he got locked in. I don't... I don't have the key to the trunk. And the, the lever inside the, the, the trunk, it, it, inside the car, is not popping the trunk. What am I going to do? Son, hang, hang in there. How did your son get in the trunk? I was, I was hosting a birthday party for, for, for him and his little friends. Uh-huh. And I was driving with him the store to get some more chips and, and stuff for the party. And we stopped at the, at, the, at the store. And I was putting the groceries in the trunk. And my son was helping me. And he started disrespecting me. And uh-huh. I, was, I was trying to discipline him. And, and he pushed me. And I, I must have lost my head because I shoved him. I, I must have shoved him harder than I, than I thought. And he went. He fell in the trunk, and he must have slammed. Oh my God! He, he must have hit his head on the frozen ham, and I slammed the trunk down. I thought he was joking, and he, I drove back to the party, and I thought he would teach him a lesson. Uh huh. I went to open the trunk, and it doesn't open. I was only trying to teach him a lesson. Well, he's stuck in the trunk. You can't get him out. I can't get him out, and he can't open it. I don't even know if he's conscious. This is not on Star. Oh God! That snake is going to kill him. What? What? That's the snake that's in there. It's gonna kill him. A snake? Yeah. There's a snake in the car. It's one of the dancers' props. The dan- What kind of dancers? We hired a dancer to come to, to his party. It's a combination birthday party and a stag party. A birthday party and a stag party combination oh, for my little boy. For your? Why would you have a party like that for your little boy? How, how old is your kid? He's 32. 32? Well, who's locked in the trunk? He is. He, a 32-year-old is locked in the trunk? Yes. With a snake? You gotta help him. And he banged his head on what, a ham? A frozen ham. A fr- oh, my God. I'm not, this help is, him, please. This, I, hit the, I hit the button on the thing. And it, and I, uh, this is not OnStar. They me right to my this is oh, not man, on. What's, what's this, your name? My name's Tom, but this is a radio what's station. What's your badge number? You're being very difficult. I'm not. I don't work for OnStar. Oh, none, none of his buddies can help either. All his friends from the store, from the music store here, and they're, they're too drunk to help. I'm not, I'm not involved with OnStar, oh, ma'am. All the, guys, all the guys from the music tank over in Clark's Bridge. Uh-huh. They can't. Oh. Nobody can help? No. You need to call OnStar. Oh, my God. Son, hang on in there, please. I, 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 you were disrespecting me. I didn't know what to do. Oh, you got me so mad at you. How did you push a 32-year-old into a trunk, man? Oh, you know, he and I were just... You, he was like, Dad, you're disrespecting the Dad, Dad, I thought you were a woman. No. I'm very sorry. I thought you were I'm a woman. Bill Merkin. Okay, I apologize. That's the ultimate info. What is your name? 
My name's Tom. Again, this is a radio What's station. Your badge number. I don't have a badge you number. Give me that badge number. I don't have a. Um, this is a radio. This is not OnStar. You thought I was a woman? Yes, I did. You're insane. I'm not insane. Oh my god! Hang on, hang on there, please, son. Oh my god. Your son. I'm sorry. Can you call the police? I'm not going to call the police. Why not? Son, think of the good times. Remember the time that we went to see Pink Floyd? When you went to see Pink Floyd with your son? Yeah, or the time that we went to spring break together. Those cops hated me, didn't they? I know I tore your trunks off in front of that girl that you met. I thought it would be funny. I'm sorry. Sir, sir. He got so jealous of me tonight for... He thought I was hitting on one of the dancers. I can't help it if those all the girls think that I look like William Peterson and they get turned on by it. The one for the guy from CSI. Yeah. You look like him. Oh yeah. Uh, sir. It's a major turn on to a lot of young ladies. I'm sure it is, but we. What can you, I say? You've got to get. You've got to call OnStar That's to get. Your... They put me through to you. This is not OnStar. Son, I'll sing to you. Just hang on, okay? Don't touch the steak. I'll, 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 sing, I'll sing your favorite song. Sir, this is not on Star. Anthony works in the grocery store. At night he becomes a bartender. He works at Mr. Cacciatore down on Sullivan Street. Sir. Across from the medical center. Sir. And he's trading in his candy for a Cadillac. <laughs> Sir? Uh, Sir? What? You've got to call the police. I'm not going to call the... I can't call the police. This is not OnStar. I can't call the police. Call OnStar back. I just did. I'm talking to you. I can't I don't work at OnStar. (laughs) I'll level with you, okay? Yeah? The car isn't exactly ours. Okay. I don't know what to tell you then. This is not on Star. My car got recalled the other day. This is actually it was, it was repossessed. This is not on Star, sir. And little Mikey lost his license back in February. He was caught driving in an empty pool. Caught <laughs> driving was, where? That's where you can in an empty pool. In an in an empty pool. That's where you can do the best burnouts. Oh. Just like I taught you, son. You gotta get him out. Oh, it's... wait, he's stirring. I can hear him. Son? Yes, it's Daddy. I can hear you. Son? I think he, he, I think he found a latch so he can, he, he can open it. He's coming out. Son? Oh, my God. He's really mad at me. You gotta call the police for me. Get away from me. Oh, my God. He's there. He's chasing me. What am I gonna do? I don't know. Oh. Okay. Jeez. Yeesh. I I forgot how panic-inducing the OnStar bit can be. I hope you're okay, and I hope you enjoyed that, and just relax. It was... Everything's fine. You can learn more about Sharpling and Worcester at sharplingandworcester.com. Remember, they've got uh, three shows left... Uh, this year and then they'll be uh, doing some more stuff in the new year and you again you can learn more about them at sharplingandworcester.com
Com and pick up their new 16 CD box set via the Numero Group. Again, more information at sharplingandworcester.com. Coming up next on the show, John Wright of No Means No and Frank Barnes, who's a robotics engineer, will be on the program together to talk about their work with a new ro- robotic, a robot band. They're a robotic band called Compressorhead, and they're based in Germany where Frank and his, his colleagues are working together to build a proper band of robots that play normal instruments. And John Wright has been asked to join them to help write songs for Compressor Head. And Frank, I believe he built the, the, the drum, the drummer. He built the drummer. And then there's a bassist and a guitarist currently, and then they make kind of like a, a punk rock music. It's a bit weird to explain, but they're in the midst of a Kickstarter campaign to raise 290,000 euros to build Compressor Head a singer. And the deadline to donate uh, for this Kickstarter campaign is December 5th. And you can learn more about it if you go to Compressor, or rather, if you go to um, Kickstarter and search for Building a Robot Lead Vocalist and Producing First Album, that should land you on a page where you can learn more about donating to, the, to that thing. For Compressor Head So John Wright of No Means No And Frank Barnes will be on the show next If you want to stay in touch with this show Creative Control of Ishkana You have a few different options to do so It's available on iTunes Uh, The podcast is up on iTunes It's also at audioboom.com And vishkana.com If you want to make a flexible monthly donation To the show and view some t-shirts That we have for sale You can visit the show's Patreon page Patreon.com and also, the show has a Facebook page, Creative Control with Vishkana, there. And you can also find us on Twitter, at Vishcreative, with a K. And I'm at Vishkana, also with a K, on Twitter. A, a version of this show airs every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph and the Kitchener-Waterloo area in Ontario. And you can listen worldwide at CFRU.ca. And uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to say for now. Thank you again for listening. I will talk to you very, very soon. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.